0: Amen. Thank you for your singing this morning and worshiping the Lord together. Thank you, musician. That was great. Thank you so much. Perhaps you uh, have heard the uh, testimony line Jesus saves, keeps, and satisfies. Familiar with that? Heard that? Jesus saves, keeps, and satisfies. However, probably not every believer would say amen to the last part of that testimony. In fact, the lives of many Christians today, sadly, are in a terrible mess. Some might even say that they're not sure that Christianity works because accepting Christ as their Savior hasn't seemed to have helped their earthly lives a whole lot. Maybe some of you, maybe some of us, have thought in those terms at some point along the way. Chances are you've bumped into somebody that's had thoughts along that way. However, the real reason that they are in such a mess is not the fact that Christianity doesn't work, but rather that they no, are not experiencing the truth of the 23rd Psalm. What is really sad is that these folks may even be able to quote that psalm from memory. Psalm 23 is one of the, often one of the first Bible passages, longer than a verse or two, learned by a lot of us in Sunday school. These dissatisfied Christians may even have warm sentiment when they hear those words, the Lord is my shepherd. The problem is not that Christians and many non-Christians are unaware of what the 23rd Psalm says. Although many would agree that Psalm 23 is true and beautiful, they are not experiencing the truths of the Psalm in their daily lives. You can say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, when in reality your life is a barren wasteland of want and dissatisfaction and envy and maybe even anger and bitterness. If that is the condition of your life, it may be that though you're trusting Jesus Christ as your Savior from sin and hell, you do not know him as the faithful shepherd Revealed in this beautiful song. You may not even be aware of the kind of shepherd Jesus wants to be to you today, not just on the cross, not just in heaven, but the, the shepherd that he wants to be in your life each and every day right now. Peace and satisfaction in the Christian life are dependent upon an understanding of the threefold ministry threefold shepherd ministry of Jesus described in the Bible. We see this threefold ministry spelled out in the New Testament. We see it in the Old Testament and we really need to experience it in our lives as well. We come to the New Testament and see the shepherd ministry of Jesus. We see first of all he stands out as the the good shepherd. John 10, 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. In 1 Peter 5, 4, it says, And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. We think of the good shepherd, we think of the good shepherd laying down his life for the sheep. Jesus Christ dying for us, dying for our sins, Dying so that we can be forgiven. And I think sometimes it's in terms of the good shepherd that people even think of of Jesus in Psalm 23. When they say, the Lord is my shepherd. Oh yeah, the Lord who died for me on the cross at Calvary. Uh, the, The good shepherd ministry of Jesus, as we see in John 10, kind of reflects back to the past ministry of Christ for us. And we tend to focus on what Jesus has done for us in the past when he died for us and gave his life for his sheep. And sadly, sometimes we also focus on a decision we made in the past when we asked him to save us. For a lot of the people, Christianity and their Christian life is all about what Jesus did in the past and a decision we made in the past. Yeah, are you saved? Yeah, I got saved. You ever gotten saved? Yeah, I got saved. Back at such and such a point in my life. And so it's looking back. And then also a lot of times looking, looking forward. We look back to what Christ did for us as the good shepherd, and we look ahead to what he's going to do when he comes as the chief shepherd. Yeah, when he comes as the chief shepherd, he's going to give us our reward. He'll come in in glory for his sheep. We look to the future ministry of Jesus. And, and it's good to look forward. There's nothing wrong with looking forward, looking ahead in hope for what the Lord is going to do. In fact, we need to be heavily minded. We need to be focused on eternity. We need to be living our lives with eternity in view. But that shouldn't be the only direction of our focus. In fact, looking back to what Christ did in the past, looking ahead to what he's going to do in the future really shouldn't be our only focus. And if you're a Christian that's only looking back to what Jesus did and looking ahead to what Jesus is going to do, I dare say, you probably can't say, I shall not want. You, you, you probably can't say, I'm satisfied with, with what Jesus is and what he's doing in my life right now. Your, chances are you're missing something. We also need to look at the, the great shepherd ministry of Jesus. We find that referred to in Hebrews 13. It says, may the God of peace who brought up the Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep through the covenant of the everlasting blood, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. We think about the, the great shepherd ministry. He's the great shepherd because he's raised from the dead. He's the great shepherd because he's living right now. It's not just that he lived in the past and he's going to live in the future. Jesus ever lives. He's alive now. He's alive to you and me. He's involved in our lives, wants to be involved in our lives right now. And he's got a present ministry. He's doing something for his sheep right now. And we need to to be aware of that fact and we need to get a hold of that. In fact, he's completing every good work in us. And he's working in us and through us and for us. So we see in the New Testament these three parts of Christ's ministry. We see his past ministry in dying for us. We see his future ministry in coming for us uh, to, to bring us glory, to give us our reward. But we also see his present ministry. We see that reflected in the Old Testament as well. In fact, if you got your Bibles, turn back with me to Psalm 22. 23 and 24. Those three psalms go together. And they present Jesus as the shepherd in three different ways. In Psalm 22, great, great psalm, we find that Jesus is presented in harmony with the idea of being the good shepherd who dies for his sheep. And we find the death of Jesus uh, given to us in very vivid terms. In this psalm, this is the, the crucifixion psalm. There's a lot about the cross in this psalm. In fact, you, you go to the very first verse, what do you read? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? You familiar with those words? Where do you hear those words elsewhere? Yeah, we hear them from the cross. As Jesus is there bearing our sin becoming sin for us so that we could be made the righteousness of god in him we find that he cries out to the heavenly father my god my god why have you forsaken me we know why he forsook the son don't we he forsook the son because he was bearing our sin at that point and if he hadn't forsaken the son at that point turned away from him you and i would not have any hope of redemption today this psalm is about the dying of jesus and it's a picture of what he would even say from, from the cross as he's going through the agony of, of bearing our sin at that time. If you go over to chapter, uh, excuse me, the same chapter, go over to, to verse 12. It says, many bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled circled. They gape at me with their mouths as a raging and roaring lion. It says, I'm poured out like water. All my bones are out of of joint. My heart is like wax. It's melted within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd. And my tongue clings to my just. You brought me to the dust of death. For dogs have surrounded me. The assembly of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. Probably because all of them ached. They stood and they stared. At me, What a vivid picture you have here, folks, of the experience of crucifixion. And some of the agony that Jesus endured with his, his hands and his feet being pierced. Feeling like he's drying up inside. Uh, in fact, his, his tongue cleaving to the roof of his mouth. That's the picture you have here. People mocking him as he hangs there. If you, if you back up to, to verse 6. He says, I'm a worm and no man. He wasn't being treated as a human being as they nailed him to that cross. I'm a reproach of men and despised of the people. All those who see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head, saying, he trusted in the Lord. Let him rescue him. Let him deliver him since he delights in him. And do you remember what they shouted to Jesus as he hung there on the cross? Come down here. If you're really the Son of God, come down here. Even the thieves on the cross, one of them said, if you're really the Son of God, then they get yourself off the cross, and while you're at it, get us off as well. He goes through this mocking and, and, and ridicule at the hands of these wicked people for, for whose sins he was bearing as he hung there on the cross at Calvary. Well, what, what a great messianic psalm you have here in Psalm 22. Drop down to verse 8. And we we see prophecy here. Prophetically, it says, They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Hundreds of years before Christ hung on that cross, you got these words pinned by the psalmist looking down prophetically through the years at what was going to happen in connection with the death of the good shepherd on the cross of Calvary. If you jump over to Psalm 24, we see the psalm of the, the chief shepherd. starts out, says, The, the earth is the Lord's in all its fullness, the world and all those who dwell therein. For he has, he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters Jesus is the creator. If you go over to uh, the Gospel of John, you find out in chapter 1 that he created everything. Without him was nothing that was made, that, that has been made. He did it all. But not only is he the creator, he's one of these days, he's coming back to reign over it again. And what you have in this psalm really is a picture of the time when Jesus comes back as a victorious warrior king to rule over everything. If you drop down to verse 8, verse 7, pick it up there. It says, lift up your heads, all you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. king of the glory is going to come into the earth and reign over it. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, all ye gates, and lift up, your, lift up your everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. This is a picture, some would say this is a picture of Jesus when he ascended back to heaven after the crucifixion and the resurrection. I don't believe that. In fact, a lot of other people go along with me as well, that this is a time, picturing a time when he comes to rule over his creation supreme. He comes in battle. When he came the first time, Jesus didn't come to do battle, did he? He didn't come as a warrior. He came to battle sin. and He came to die for our sin. But when he comes back again, he's coming back to do battle. He's coming back to rule and to reign. If you if you have your Bible flip over there to the book of Revelation chapter 19. And verse 11, we get a picture of what the battle what the battle's going to be like. Actually it's not going to be much of a battle because the Lord's the one that's coming back. It says in verse 11 of chapter 19 of the book of Revelation, and I saw heaven open, and behold a white horse, and he who sat on him was called faithful and true. In righteousness, he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horse. By the way, that's us. That's us coming back with him at the end of the tribulation period. It says, now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword. That with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. And he himself treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God, and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And it goes on and describes the great, the Lord taking control of the planet, getting victory over the Antichrist, the Beast and the False Prophet, and casting them in the Lake of Fire alive. And him coming back to set up his kingdom on this planet. That, that's the chief shepherd. We see him in Psalm 24. Psalm 22 is the good shepherd dying for the sheep. Psalm 24 coming back with his sheep and for his sheep. And we find also that uh, he's coming back with ultimate battle, ultimate victory, winning the battle. And we, sadly, that, that there's limited experience. Many believers have. They they, they think of Jesus as the good shepherd dying for them, looking to the past. They, They look to the future. Jesus is coming back again. And that's good. It's good to look in those directions. But just looking to the past, looking to Christ in the past, looking to Christ for the future, doesn't really do in our lives right now what the Lord wants to accomplish. We need to be looking to see Jesus as our living great shepherd, caring for us right here, right now. When we sing these songs we sang a moment ago, I, I sure hope that you were, I hope you were singing to a living Savior. I hope you were singing to Jesus who, is, who lives and He who is the cornerstone and, and the one who's, whose blood is the only hope that we have for our righteousness. I hope you were focused on a living Savior, not just looking back not just looking ahead, but looking at Christ right here, right now. Because that's what we see here in Psalm 23. We see he's presented as the the great shepherd. When David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He's focused on his present condition in life. Oh, that I hope you can say that this morning. The Lord really is my shepherd. My life is not a bunch of, of envy and a bunch of, wanting things and, and thinking I need all kind of things. I hope there's a, an element of satisfaction and peace in your life. And I hope you're really your satisfaction is with the Lord Jesus Christ because he is and wants to be our shepherd right here, right now. He wants to lead in our lives and he wants to do something. He's got a present ministry as our living Savior right here, right now And this is the role in which you need to know Christ today. You need to know Christ as your shepherd leading his sheep, caring for his sheep, caring for you and me today. Now, it's great to know what he's done for us, what he's going to do for us, but our real need is to appreciate the risen shepherd ministry of Jesus on a daily basis. Now, how are we going to experience that? The, the, this psalm tells us about the blessings of experiencing that kind of a ministry from Jesus, having that kind of relationship with him. But it doesn't really tell us how to do it. Well, that's where we get help from other passages of Scripture as well. It's, it's great to, to, to know that, that Christ is our Savior from sin. It's great to know that he's coming back for us again. And those are some important elements. But, you know, there's more to knowing him. There's more to appreciating what he wants to do in our lives right here, right now. Flip over with me, if you would. Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. We read about some believers and professing believers. And they knew some things about the gospel. But they, had, they were lacking In fact, it says starting in in verse twelve says, "For for, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God." And you've come to need milk and not solid food. You say you've been you've been around the Lord long enough and, and been around the gospel long enough. You ought to be able to teach it. Yeah, you need to have somebody come back over some of the basics with you again here. You're needing spiritual milk instead of solid food. You're babies. You're spiritual babies, and you shouldn't be. This is for everyone. In verse 13, who, part, who takes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, Or he's a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use, practice, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil, therefore leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ. Let's go on to perfection or completion or maturity. And really, what we're talking about this morning and talking about knowing Christ and walking with him as our shepherd on a daily basis is basically about spiritual maturity. Having a mature walk with the Lord. And it comes from not just knowing the basics, but by being able to apply those basics in our daily walk with the Lord. You know, it's great to know the ABCs. You know, I've got a a five-year-old granddaughter, and she comes up and she starts spouting off, I can tell me my ABC, A, B, C, D, E, and then goes on down through there. And we're impressed. We're impressed. But if Pastor Mark jumped up here this morning and said, hey, guess what? I know my ABCs. And we brought him up here as a special music, and he's going to sing the ABC, ABCD. Are you going to be impressed with that? We need to know our ABCs, don't we? And we need to know that A makes an A sound or an A sound. But that, what do you do with those ABCs? you go on and you put those into words and you begin to recognize them in words and you're able to then read and you're able to write and you can read a book and you can read the Bible. And so you take the basics and, and you move on. Same thing with math tables. You, know, you learn addition, subtraction. Two plus two is four. Four plus four is eight. Great concept, Right? that's some of the basics. But if you're going to hire somebody to be your accountant or be your banker, and he's still dealing with 2 plus 2 is 4 and 4 plus 4 is 8, you're not going to be that impressed. You're going to want him to know a little bit more about the the principles of mathematics and, and how to apply them. How do you apply the ABCs so you can read and so you can write? How do you apply math principles so that you can can do accounting and you can do trigonometry and and you can build things and you can do things with that math? Sadly, so many Christians are still at the ABC 2 plus 2 stage in their walk with the Lord. And they're not applying their walk with the Lord to their daily, everyday life. We're supposed to apply what we read in this book we're supposed to apply the truths that we read here we're supposed to follow, we're supposed to obey we're supposed to walk with our shepherd and and know the shepherding experience of Jesus in our lives on a daily basis well how do we do that? well first of all we need to know him as our savior you can't be following Jesus as your shepherd in your everyday life today unless you know Him as your Savior. That is a basic. Amen? You must be born again. You've got to come to the place in your life where you recognize you're a sinner in need of a Savior. Jesus is that only Savior, and you've got to repent of your sin and put your trust in Christ. Or you can't live the Christian life. You can't go to heaven. You're going to hell. That's the basic. you got to know Christ as your Savior. But, Part number two in following the shepherd is you can't be content to just know Jesus as your Savior. Oh yeah, I accepted Jesus way back when I was a kid. And I haven't had any much fellowship with him in, in these days. No. There's something wrong with that. Something wrong. In, in fact, when somebody all, all they have is a profession of faith, maybe to point to back in the past some and there's no fellowship with the Lord, no following of the Lord now, they may not even have that salvation experience in their life. Because when you do get saved, there are some things that show up in your life. The Lord changes our lives. Don't be content with just knowing Jesus is your Savior. Want more in your relationship with Him. Look to Him for daily care. He cares about what's going on in your life right here, right now. What's going on in your health? What's going on in your finances? What's going on in your relationship? Jesus cares about that. Dorland sang a song, I think, last Sunday. If it matters to you, you know what? It matters to Him. Look to Him for your daily care. Trust Him for your daily care call upon him, talk to him, trust him, follow him, obey him. you know what the Lord wants you to do in life? Don't you say, well, I know it, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do what I want to do. I know what the Lord says about bitterness. I know what the Lord says about moral purity. I know what the Lord says about sharing the gospel with other people, but... You know, that, that's just not me. I'm not going to do that. Follow him. Follow him. Don't make the Lord keep having to look for you. You know, the the, the the illustration of the shepherd leaving the 99 sheep and going after the one. A beautiful illustration, isn't it? Let me encourage you. Don't keep being that 100 sheep. You know, don't, don't just have the Lord needing to get you out of this mess or that mess. Keep getting you out of the brambles and and the the briars of life. Follow him. Trust him. And, And really, those two things go together, don't they? Trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Another little song says obedience is the very best way to show that you believe. And then stay close to the shepherd. Stay close to Jesus. Well, how do I stay close to him? He's in heaven. I'm down here. How do I stay close to Jesus? Maintain an awareness, first of all. Jesus is not just up there. You know where else he is? He's here. That's if you're a Christian, he's here. Remember that. Everywhere you go, you take him with you. Everything you're doing, he's right there with you, you can talk to him anytime, place, you can thank him. You, you can just let him thank, thank him for being there. And, and the Bible talks about praying without ceasing. Well, that doesn't mean you walk around with your eyes closed and your hands folded all the time. But it does mean you maintain an awareness that Christ is with you all the time, every place you go, everything that's going on in your life, every business deal you do. Every interaction you have with somebody else, Jesus is right there. Maintain that awareness. One author calls it practicing the presence. You know, we need to practice the presence. Jesus is the unseen listener in every conversation, the unseen guest at every meal. He's there with everything that we ever do. Well, we we stay close to the Lord by praying. And by praying, I'm just simply saying, talk to him. What is prayer? Talking to God, right? prayer talking to Jesus. Acknowledge him in all of our ways. Acknowledge him. Talk to him. Let Him know that. And you know what? Talking to Jesus is pleasing to him, but it's good for you. And it's good for me. You know, we need to be talking to Jesus a lot, don't we? We go through our lives. What if you married somebody and you never talked to them? Or they never talk to you? What kind of relationship is that? You know, that's not, not what marriage is all about. And Christianity is not about, okay, I accept Jesus as my Savior, and then I'm going to see him again when he comes back. Uh-uh. I'm talking about talking with him, interacting with him on a daily basis. And then, of course, part of staying close to the Lord being in the Word of God. He speaks to us speaks through this book. We need to read it. We need to remember it. We need to meditate upon it. And we need to apply it. All starts with knowing him as Savior. But all it's intended to grow into so much more. If You hear this morning, you've never trusted Christ. You can't have him leading in your life as the great shepherd. Because you need to, first of all, know him as the good shepherd who gave his life for you. You won't be ready when he comes back as the chief shepherd unless you know him as the good shepherd. Now, that, that's the beginning point. And if you've never begun, we invite you to do that this morning. If you're a Christian, I pray that one thing that will come as a result of this message, I, I pray you get a little bit of holy dissatisfaction. I, I pray that you would go out of here and say, Lord, you know what? I, I want to know you. Better. I want to know you as the good. I want you to lead in my life. I want to be following you. I want to be drawing close to you. God, would you help me to do that? Don't be satisfied with just knowing Jesus as your Savior. I pray you want something more. And I pray you'll go after it. And I pray as we go through Psalm 23, you get a little better idea and be able to apply a little more in your life exactly what the Lord has for you. Father, we thank you so much for our great and our good, and our chief shepherd, the Lord Jesus. Thank you that he died for us. Thank you that he's coming back for us. But I thank you that he's alive right now, today. He's here. He wants to be involved in our lives. But Lord, you, you have left it up to us in some degree to allow Jesus access to the various aspects of our lives. We pray we would have desire anybody with us who doesn't know Christ as the good shepherd and their savior pray they might trust him today surrender their life to Christ and receive the forgiveness that only he can can give Father we also pray that you help us as believers to walk out of here today wanting to know Jesus better and being willing to do what we need to do on our part to know him better and have a closer relationship with him as one shot one sheep to our shell.